does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. What a great night. Week number three. We have one more hour to go and talk about football. Join us tomorrow night. We're going to talk some college football right now, though. He's the star of our show because he's got the scores. It's Network Indiana's Sam Fritz. All right, let's start this five-minute off with a recap of some of the bigger or more intense games that happened tonight. Speaking of intense back-and-forth football action, a game that just wrapped up not too long ago, the Castle Knights and Evansville Bossy Bulldogs. Folks, you couldn't write a more intense story than this. Castle puts up 21 in the first half to Bossy's 14. Bossy is about to complete the comeback of the century as they put up 28 points in the fourth quarter, almost tie the game, but Castle would not have it. They put up 31 points of their own. A 50-point fourth quarter between two teams as Castle walks away with the victory, 52-42. to Other intense finals that we saw... Late earlier tonight, Ben Davis, the number two ranked team in Indiana, beats Pike 62 to nothing. Another overtime game, Linden Stockton and Monrovia. Monrovia wins just by one, 27 to 26. Westfield holds off Zionsville, who was looking to upset the sixth-ranked team in Indiana this night. Uh, Westfield scored one touchdown a quarter. Zionsville had a great second and third, but it wasn't enough as a field goal goes wide of the goalpost to close out the game and hand the Shamrocks the win. Northwestern beats Benton Central 52-48 in a close one there as well. More final scores from throughout the league. Tippecanoe Valley beats Twin Lakes 35-7. to Knightstown holds off Union City 55 to nothing. Valparaiso also blanks Laporte 49 to nothing. Vincennes Lincoln up over Evansville Matter Day 28-20. Of course, that double overtime game from earlier in the night. Manchester 27 to Wabash's 21. One overtime period was not enough to decide that one. They settle it in double overtime. Warsaw over Plymouth 41 41- to seven. North Knox beats Washington. Low scoring affair between these two teams. North Knox just manages to win by a touchdown 14 to seven. Wawasee up over Goshen 34 to 21. West Central beats Tri-County 42 to eight. Another goose egg score as West Lafayette beats Tipton 39 to nothing. West Noble up over Eastside 41 to 17. Greencastle up over West Vigo 56 to 18. West Washington beats Mitchell 35 to zero. Winnemac falls to North White 36-14 in favor of North White there. Northeastern up over Winchester 19-7. Heritage over Woodland 26-0. And Yorktown over New Palestine. I'm sorry, New Palestine beats Yorktown 30-22. Again, teasing some college football that will be happening on Saturday. The IU Hoosiers have the odds stacked against them as they're getting their season kicked off against the Ohio State Buckeyes at 3.30. The Hoosiers will be at home, but the Buckeyes are ranked third in the nation, so it's going to be an uphill battle even with the home crowd in their favor. Notre Dame is going to be kicking off their second game of the season as they come back from Ireland against the Tennessee State Tigers at 3.30 as well. Notre Dame currently ranked 13th in the nation. The Purdue Boilermakers are going to be defending their home turf in West Lafayette 
set against the Fresno State Bulldogs. That game will kick off at noon. Excuse me while I catch my breath. Finally, the Ball State Cardinals have traveled out of state. They're going to be away, taking on the Kentucky Wildcats tomorrow. Kentucky to Kentucky favored to win in that one. Again, just a real quick baseball score. Cincinnati walks it off in the second game of a doubleheader over the Chicago Cubs. The Reds win 3-2 following a home run from... Sorry, I need to get the stats up here again, and I don't think I'm going to in time. Nope, here we go. Home run from Nick Martini and a walk-off from Noelvi Marte getting his first career walk-off. 3-2, Reds over the Cubs. I'll be back again with more final football scores. Tweet them at us at IND Sports on Twitter or X, whatever you call it. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Kurt Darling joins me. He has the South Putnam-North Putnam rivalry matchup tonight. South Putnam wins this one 28-6. to Kurt, thanks for the call. Huge game, big win for uh, South Putnam tonight. Yeah, Coach, uh, big uh, Western Indiana Conference matchup as well in the green division too. So lots riding on this game tonight for South Putnam and North Putnam. Of course, South Putnam on a roll coming into this one. They won their first two games of the season, averaging 57 points a game. So that just kind of gives you some perspective on Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. much of a juggernaut this offense was for South Putnam. But uh, getting things going in the first quarter, Coach, uh, South Putnam was able to uh, force North Putnam to go three and out, and then they end up driving all the way down the field, capping it off with a Harcourt three-yard touchdown run. Colby Harcourt with that one, but then they follow it up after that, after getting a big turnover on a fumble recovery with 15 seconds left to go in the first quarter. They go all the way down the field before it's 32-yard pass and catch to Wyatt Switzer from Wyatt Muller. Now, Wyatt Muller is a name you're going to be hearing a lot tonight. But anyway, North Putnam is able to drive back a little bit, though, and get a big touchdown pass, 42 yards to Brogan Woodall early in the second quarter. But then again, then again, though, it was still a big, big game for Harcourt and Colby. Colby Harcourt, who had another big touchdown. But still, going into the second, the second half, Coach, it was a pretty big stalemate. North Putnam looked like they might be able to kind of drive back a little bit, but again, they just kept committing penalties and a lot of costly turnovers mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Two of those turnovers were interceptions to Wyatt Mullen, who is also a safety on defense for South Putnam. So, bottom line is mm. this, he gets a big turnover on an, on an interception, he drives back down again, and then he goes 64 yards to the house for a dagger touchdown to make it 28-6. to So, Wyatt Mullen, 184 yards through the air tonight, 145 yards on the ground, along with two interceptions on defense. So, Big night for Wyatt Mullen. 3-0 and go the Eagles of South Putnam. The first time they've done that since 2020. It's also the first time they've won three in a row mm-hmm. against North Putnam since 2014. So, 1A North South Putnam, number 5A, number 5 in Class 1A. They're proving why they are that way here tonight. Kurt Darling, great job as always, Kurt. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Coach. You too. Andy Dorrell joins me, the head coach at Culver Academies tonight. 
26-22 winners over North Judson. Andy, thank you so much for the call. Oh, sorry, we've lost Coach Doral. Brian Sullivan joins me from WNAS. New Albany, 41-20 winners over Jennings County. Brian Sullivan, pretty good win now for New Albany tonight. Yeah, we, you know, we we talked a couple weeks ago, opening at Franklin, who's coming off a great season last year, and then last week we had Christian Academy of Louisville, which is the defending state champs, ranked number one. You kind of figure out in a hurry what you need to improve on playing competition like that, but I think that was the plan to be able to see what need to be tinkered with and get mm-hmm. some of these younger kids exposure playing against good competition right, right. before you get into conference play. Well, I think you're right, and uh, certainly tonight, uh, offensively, seemed to be a pretty solid night for them. Well, you know, and it, how that shaped up it was a little odd because both both teams lost their starting quarterbacks midway through the second quarter. So, wow! Uh, both of them have started off five for six passing. We're getting up and down the field. Now both of them go out and aren't going to be available the rest of the game. Uh, New Albany's backup. They didn't get a whole lot generated. So now, now they go to a third stringer who didn't play football as a freshman as a sophomore, came out for the team last year as a tight end, and I think in kind of a move of desperation, they put him out there, and he immediately throws back-to-back 40-yard <laughs> touchdown strike. <laughs> who is this kid? What's his name? Chase Lush. He's the starting center on the basketball team and also a standout pitcher who decided – Hey, let's give football a shot. And, right, uh, right. Before the two throws, he steps in the quarterback, and we're all dying laughing on the air. He's one of our radio students, and he immediately has three carries for about 35 yards. So now they start packing up, you know, loading the box against him for the run, and then it's boom, 240 yard, just perfect. Catch the eyes <laughs> and stride to step. <laughs> Like, all right, well, he's going to be tougher to game plan for moving forward because now you have no idea what this kid's going to do, which I'm, I'm sure he's going to love that right. attention. <laughs> well, it sounds like he's such a good athlete that, that, that he's able to do just about anything. 6'5 and about 240, just all muscle. <laughs> and Chase is one of those kids that, you know, he can kind of just go. Now, the problem in basketball, obviously, against New Albany's schedule, he's guarding a lot of 6'9", six, 6'10 six, kids. Right. 6'5 right. and a tight end or as a pitcher, that's, that's pretty good to work with. Brian Sullivan on the call of New Albany's 41-20 win over Jennings County. Brian, great to hear from you. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you next week, Coach. Thank you. Coming up, more football. David Deaton from WKLO coming up after the scoreboard update. All right, we're back up to the top of the list when it comes to final scores, starting with Alexandria that beat Blackford 42-7. to Seeger defeats Attica decisively 58-6. Hamilton Southeastern up over Avon 42-23. Batesville and South Dearborn have a close game. Batesville wins it 20-14. Bloomington North and Terre Haute South face off. Bloomington North wins 38-28. Bloomington South defeats Terre Haute North decisively Bloomington South winning 66 to 0 Brave of Jesuit over Mishawaka Marion 44 to 31 Brownstown Central beats Eastern Pekin 42 to nothing 
try with a quarter short of a century. 75 points to Cambridge City Lincoln's 12. Try victorious in that one. Carroll Fort Wayne up over Fort Wayne South, 36 to nothing. Evansville Bossy falls to Castle. Once again, that intense back and forth matchup I was talking about in the last update. Castle wins 52 to 42. Triton over Caston, 30 to 14. Fairfield beats Central Noble for 35 to 6. Michigan City defeats Chesterton, 28 to 6. Lowest scoring game I've seen all night, perhaps of my entire life. Indianapolis, Washington beats Crystal House Manual 8 to 2. 10 points between the two teams, 8 to 2 in favor of Indianapolis, Washington. Garrett over Trubusco, 27 to nothing. And finally, East Central beats out of state Cincinnati Moeller of Ohio. 38 to 28. Two more from me. Next one in 15 minutes for Network Indiana Sports. I'm Sam Fritz. This player with the hearts brought to you by Bex Hybrids at Bex. We are and will remain farmers at heart. High school football tonight. David Deaton joins me from WKLO. David, who did you have tonight? We had Corridan Central at North Harrison in the 46th edition of the Big Cat Classic, the rivalry between the two Harrison County schools with football programs tonight. And we had North Harrison winning 42-6 to tonight over their county and conference rival, their ninth consecutive regular season win over Corridan Central and the tenth win overall in the series. I like the name of this, the Big Cat Classic. So, you know, tonight it was uh, – Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. David. David, are you there? Did we lose David? Yeah, I'm here, Coach. He's still I, Hang All on. Right. Yep. There we go. <laughs> No, go ahead. So tell me about this offensive onslaught by North Harrison. Well, it started right off the bat. The Cougars got the football on their own 43-yard line. They went four plays – or on, the, on their own 42-yard line, went four plays, 58 yards, and capped it off with Bryce Fessel, who was spectacular tonight. He's a sophomore running back at 5'11", 155 pounds. He ran in from 36 yards out for the first score of the night. They got the PAT. On the kickoff, on the next uh, possession, Corridan Central actually bobbled the kickoff and ended up losing it at the 27-yard line, and North Harrison picked it up from there. Five plays later, David Langdon gets into the end zone from one yard out. He's the junior quarterback for this North Harrison team. So they were up 14 nothing, and Corridan hadn't even touched the football with just under eight minutes to go in the first quarter. And then on Corridan's first possession, their freshman quarterback, Bobby Sharp, throws an interception on the third play. Bryce Fessel, who ran in the first touchdown, got the interception. He's an outside linebacker on defense. He ran it in 43 yards out, and just like that, we had just played a little past the halfway point of the first quarter, and it was 21 to nothing North Harrison. And so with that, Corridan came back, and this young Panther team coach with only three seniors that play in this rotation actually put together their best drive of the season to date, 10 plays, 50 yards, Took almost six minutes off the clock. Sophomore running back Carson Lawyer runs in from five yards out, his second touchdown of the season. Cut it to 21-6, missed on the two-point conversion. North Harrison came right back, 
And Owen Whitaker, who's a senior running back, got his first rushing touchdown of the season from 43 yards out on the next drive to cap it off a, a five-play or a four-play, or excuse me, a five-play drive there for the Cougars. So they're up 28-6. That was the way it went into halftime. And then in the third quarter, Coach North Harrison had the football back from Corridan Central. They had a fourth down in Corridan territory at the 42-yard line. And they went to the play. They went deep into the playbook. Ran a play that they. I was told by the assistant coaches after the game they'd been working <laughs> on for two years. So they run mm-hmm. an eye formation. They hand it off to Colton McKinney, who is their starting running back tonight. He acts like he's just going to run like normal. He ends up running to his right. He pitches it back to Grayson Clooney, a sophomore wide receiver. Clooney runs it to the other side of the field and throws it back to the quarterback David Langdon, who then turns around lets the defender go by, and takes off for a 42-yard touchdown reception. North Harris had led 35-6 to mm-hmm. at that point, and then the Cougars stacked on one more touchdown to win at 42-6. to They end up rolling up a significant amount of yardage on the ground tonight. They end up going for a total of 238 rushing yards in total. Corridan Central had a good night rushing. I mentioned Bryce Fessel, two touchdowns tonight, 109 rushing yards. Carson Lawyer, 104 right. rushing yards to lead Corridan Central with the only touchdown. So nine straight wins now in the regular season. The Big Cat Classic Trophy stays in Ramsey again this year. Ten straight wins overall for the Cougars against the Panthers. And North Harrison 3-0 and overall and in the MSC, tied for first place in the Mid-Southern Conference with Brownstown Central right now going into week four. North Harrison over Corden Central tonight. Great job by WKLO's David Deaton. David, thank you. Have a great weekend. Thanks. You as well, Coach. Talk to you next week. Thank you. New Pal over Yorktown tonight, 30-22 to in a great conference matchup. New Palestine's radio, sports radio, Andrew Smith joins me. Andrew, very impressive win for New Pal tonight over Yorktown. Yeah, a very good team and a very good game between two very good teams. Obviously, both ranked in their respective classes, both sectional champions last year, and New Pal is very much rebuilding, starting a lot of sophomores. And Yorktown started the game on the front foot with their defense. Uh, led, a short field led to an early field goal, and then a pick six by Wilson Webster gave them a 9 to nothing lead after a quarter. And New Pal found its footing a little bit, uh, had a couple of touchdowns in the second quarter. Gavin Neal uh, threw a 30-yard touchdown pass to Ty Mitchell, and then he ran one in from 12 yards out after an interception by Connor Jacobia. New Pal took a 14-9 lead at halftime, got a three and out to start the second half, thought they were uh, in pretty good shape, but uh, Yorktown answered back with a 48-yard touchdown run to go up 15-14. to Dragons answered again back-to-back touchdowns by Grayson Thomas, who had a very good game tonight, 31 carries, 179 yards. Led it 27-15, to a later 30-15, to but Yorktown didn't go away. Mason Moulton, their senior quarterback, four-year starter, 2,000-yard passer last year. He had a 43-yard touchdown pass to Ephraim Dougherty with two minutes and 20 seconds left. And they got a stop, drove the ball to the 27-yard line, but a couple of incomplete passes uh, allowed Newpal to escape mm. with a 30-22 to victory. Uh, as, uh, as we mentioned, Grayson Thomas had a big game for the Dragons. Uh, for Yorktown, Mason Moulton threw for 183 yards and a score. Uh, just a very good, well-played game between two of the better teams, the Hoosier Heritage Conference, and two teams that will probably be forces to be reckoned with in their respective uh, tournaments in 4A and New Pal and uh, 
3A for Yorktown. Yorktown always flies under the radar because they play a 4A schedule, and that prepares them for the 3A tournament. They're very impressive. Uh, Mason Moulton's a four-year starter at quarterback and has a really big arm and uh, has a lot of weapons on offense and uh, three or four really, really good receivers. And uh, They're very stout defensively as well up, up the middle, and Coach Mike Wilhelm is a very, very good team in Yorktown, and they, yep. uh, they'll they make a lot of noise in the Hoosier Heritage Conference this season. Who do the uh, Dragons have next week? It's a rivalry matchup with Mount Vernon next week as the Marauders come to oh. Kelso Stadium for a 7 o'clock kickoff. Always a great matchup, without question. Should be an awful lot of fun. Tonight, though, New Palestine over Yorktown, 30-22. to 22. Andrew Smith from the uh, New Pal Sports Radio. Great job, Andrew. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Thanks. You too, Coach. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night uh, for our Saturday edition of Indiana Sports Talk. Lots of college football to talk about uh, coming up tomorrow night. We'll be clearly talking about IU, Purdue. Uh, uh, Paul Condry, is he with us now? Paul Condry? Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network joins us. He has the Valpo 49 nothing win over Laporte. Paul, thanks for calling back. Impressive win for Valpo tonight. Certainly was, uh, Bob, as the 54th season of Dunland Conference football got underway today at uh, Kiwana Stadium in Laporte. The uh, Vikings won their 10th consecutive game against the Laporte Slicers, a convincing 49 to nothing win. Dominating performance both offensively and defensively for Valparaiso. Valparaiso with 442 yards of total offense compared to Laporte with only 41. Laporte only got over the midfield stripe two times during the football game. And one of those happened to be when they took over on downs at the 47-yard line. So it didn't take much to do that, but it was a dominating performance by Valparaiso. They had great proficiency on third down, going 7 of 9 on the third down conversions, which was sizably better than what they've accumulated in the first two football games this year, where they were only at 27% with the third down conversion. So it was a big win tonight for the Vikings, uh, led by uh, uh, senior quarterback Justin Clark who is uh, steady as you go with 10 rushes for 125 yards and a score and Travis Crash Davis the 6 foot 230 pound senior uh, rushed for 106 yards and had 3 touchdowns good night for Valparaiso they dominated on both sides of the football as they come away with a win on the road at uh, Laporte Paul Kinder and I will spend some time tomorrow night talking to you about recapping, obviously, this uh, week number three in high school football. Paul, thanks so much for the call. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, two more updates to go. More scores coming to you right now. Charleston beats Clarksville 53-20. to Battle between the Clintons as Clinton Prairie defeats Clinton Central 48-6. to Brown County and Cloverdale, Cloverdale take to the field. Cloverdale wins 28-6 to in their game. Columbia City keeps Belmont scoreless 49-0. to Seymour saw a victory over Columbus East 41-26. to North Harrison beats Cordon Central by a large margin, 42-6. Covenant Christian falls to Indianapolis Sassinia, 36-22. 
Western Boone defeats Crawfordsville 42-14. Whiteland up over Decatur Central 31-15. Shelbyville beat, I'm sorry, Shelbyville falls to Delta, 21-14 Delta winning that game. Carmel beating out-of-state Detroit King from Michigan, sending them home with zero points. Carmel wins 39-0. Eastern Greentown defeats Delphi 48-7. Eastern Green beats North Davies 34-22. Uh, Eastern Hancock and Centerville, a very close game, decided by just one point. Centerville with the win, 22-21. to Cascade up over Edgewood by a bunch, 63-2 to in favor of Cascade. South Decatur beats Edinburgh, 52-14. to And then let's get through some Evansville scores as Evansville North defeats Evansville Harrison, 52-12. to Evansville Central was scoreless against Evansville Memorial. Memorial putting up 56 points to their zero. And Evansville Wrights defeats Jack. 24 to 7. One more for me in 15 minutes for Network Indiana Sports. I'm Sam Fritz. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Let's talk some high school football. Hamilton Southeastern beats Avon tonight, 42-22. Mike Kelly joins me. Coach, congratulations to you and your kids on another big win. You ranked number four in 6A for a reason. That's an impressive win tonight. Coach, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. Yeah, right, I mean, congratulations on the win. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was a fun night of football for the Royals, for sure. Uh, we were able to jump out the early lead. Uh, Jalen Alexander uh, took a 50-yard uh, touchdown run in uh, in the third play of the drive uh, to start the game out. Uh, it kind of got us out on, off on a good foot. Uh, Donovan Hamilton had a big game for us as well. Had a nice long touchdown reception, as well as a punt return for a touchdown. Uh, he's just been a dynamic player for us this year. Uh, Chandler Weston did a nice job at the quarterback position for us. Um, and several several great passes and making good decisions with the football, moving, moving down the field. Um, Callan Okerson had his first touchdown reception of the year. Uh, so it was a good night for us uh, in terms of what we were able to accomplish. AZ Wallace got a touchdown run in there as well. So a lot of scoring from a lot of different, uh, from a variety of different guys, uh, which is good to see. It's also great to pick up a conference win, you know, just go out there and do it in the manner in which you did it. No question. You know, Avon's got some talent on our team, and, uh, you know, they've got a big offensive line, defensive line, so um, that always presents a big challenge for you, and I'm I'm an offensive Mm -hmm. line guy, so, you know, I always say that it starts in the trenches, and so, uh, you know, that's that's something that we got to make sure we we take great pride in and – uh, and, and how we play at the line of scrimmage. So uh, I'm a, a Plainfield Quaker, proud Plainfield Quaker. So I, I root for one team in Hendricks County. <laughs> so <laughs> Hey, I root for that so, team too. That's the only team we don't play on, just about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, all right, who do you have next week? Uh, well, the Fishers Tigers. We, we head over to Fishers. Had a big week. win tonight. That's in, and that's the Mudsock game. Good. And people are starting to line up for that game already. 
Yes, sir. The tickets went on sale earlier this week, so it's already uh, getting getting filled up. So it's always a fun time for us. You know, uh, Fishers is a well coach ball, um, ball sure. club, and I think Coach Funk does a phenomenal job. And, and uh, they're, they're going to be well prepared, and, and, we'll, and hopefully we come out and, and play our best game as well. Uh, it should be a, a fun night of football for sure. Hamilton Southeastern ranked number four in 6A tonight. They get a 42-22 win over Avon. Mike Kelly, thank you so much for the call. Congratulations again to you and your kids, and good luck next week. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Keith Kinder joins me, the head coach at Mishawaka. They beat Northridge tonight. Coach, thanks so much for the call, and uh, big win. Big win over a, a good team tonight. Yeah, it really was. Thanks, thanks again for having me. Um, you're welcome. You're a you're you're a busy man, you know. Try to try to get on the phone with you and <laughs> get the get the get the busy signal. Try. But uh, yeah. you know, it was a it was a really good Mishawaka win. You know, we uh, we had a 19 play drive that that took up over nine minutes uh, of the second quarter. Uh, punched it in. Uh, with about a minute left in the second quarter to take to take a one score lead, and then got fortunate, and you know they turned it over on downs, and then we were able to to catch like a hail mary as as the clock expired in the first half. So we ended up scoring 15 points uh, in the last minute of the second quarter, and that ended up being the difference in the game against uh, what is a really good team that has two quality wins and has had great postseason success mm-hmm. uh, the past couple years. So. Really proud to get the the conference season off on the right foot. Uh, who plays well for you tonight in the big win? Well, uh, you know, you can't have nineteen play drives without good uh, play from your offensive line. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, all nineteen, all nineteen of those plays were were runs. Um, but our fullback Navelle Miller uh, and and our quarterback Brady Fisher each rushed for over one hundred and fifty yards. So. Um, you know, those two guys did a really good job and, and just a, really proud of our defense. You know, it's kind of that, you know, that formula that we talk about right. where we, we try to keep the ball out of our opponent's hands. So Northridge really had five meaningful possessions in the game and we got three, three good stops. And, and that's, that's all we need uh, if, if we're playing well offensively. So, it really was a, a quality team win tonight. All right, who do you play next week? We host Goshen, um, which is interesting Ooh, okay. because, you know, because of the COVID year um, in 2020, um, we we were supposed to host Goshen, and, and they had to cancel because of some COVID issues. And then for the next three straight years, we've gone to Goshen every year plus at least twice in the tournament and so it'll be the first time Goshen has been yeah it'll be the first time Goshen has been to Mishawaka in quite some time so it'll be nice it'll be fun tonight Mishawaka beats Northridge 37-16 Keith Kinder thanks for the call good luck next week thank you Tanner Camp joins me from uh, Regional Radio Sports Network for Buff Jesuit. 44-31 winners over Mishawaka Marion. Tanner Camp, thanks for holding. I apologize. I'm not as quick as I used to be. But a, a very, very good ball game. This Burbuff team is a solid, solid football team. 
Yeah, Coach, no question. Now, what makes this game interesting is it's only the third ever meeting between the two schools. And, of course, uh, the last two uh, coming in the semi-state level, of course, a couple of years ago, right. it was a nail-biter when Verbuff edged out Marion 17-16 to 16 on their way to a state runner-up appearance before falling to Gibson Southern. But I tell you what, Coach Level, both teams ostensibly had over 400 yards. Marion was a little wow. more balanced. They had 201 yards in the passing department right. and like 202 on the ground. But you want to talk about a stellar performance. Uh, Rebuff Jesuit, 439 yards and 368 come in the air, led by junior quarterback. That's the coach's son for uh, Matt, Matt Gesky. It's his son, Maverick. He's a junior quarterback. He went 23 for 24 in the passing department. He gets all 368 yards and five passing touchdowns. So a stellar performance for the coach's son in the 13-point you know, victory for the Braves tonight. Uh, in the interest of uh, full disclosure, my grandson is a graduate of Brebuff Jesuit Preparatory School. They're playing well. These are hey, look, it wouldn't surprise me for these two teams to see each other in the tournament at some point. Oh no, not at all. This is one where they, when they play the respective conferences, of course. Now, now marrying the three April is is a four and of course, so always challenging with. With their sectional, like I said, Matt Gesky's done a really nice job with this program. They've made it to a sectional championship game every single year. They only gotten one, but that one was that mm-hmm. state finals one that they were real close. And I tell you what, you know, he said, I mean, to give you a perspective, Coach, Maverick Gesky had 356 yards in two weeks coming into tonight's game, and he surpassed that just in this game alone. So I tell you what, Matt, Coach Gesky has done a really nice job, and his son really produced. Uh, as well. So this is one where you, oh, you can never count for count Albert Buff. Uh, they just have a really quality team led by a nice junior quarterback. And never count Marion out also. I mean, Mike Davidson has done a phenomenal job with this right. program. And right. you, they play a tough schedule. I mean, they'll play teams like Penn. Obviously, they opened with Mishawaka. They challenge themselves, and that's why you always have to put Marion when it comes to postseason play because of how tough of a schedule they have for the regular season. Tanner Camp from the Regional Radio Sports Network on the call of Brebuff's 44-31 win over Mishawaka Marion. Brebuff Jesuit, this is a very solid, solid win. They're ranked number 11 in 4A. Tanner, thank you so much for the call. Have a great weekend. Hey, thank you so much, Coach. You too, and this is always one of my favorite parts of Friday nights in addition to the game. Oh. You're very kind. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Coming up, we're going to talk some more football. A little scoreboard, last scoreboard update of the night, so you want to make sure you catch it. The man himself, Sam Fritz, coming up with all those scores you might have missed until now. This is Indiana Sports Talk. All right, last update from me. I'll get to as many scores as I can. Fishers beats Noblesville 48 to 22. Tell City defeats Forest Park 42 to 21. Adams Central Large margin over Fort Wayne Blackhawk, 54-10. Other Fort Wayne schools in action. Fort Wayne Lures beats Fort Wayne Northrop, 37-14. Fort Wayne Dwenger over Fort Wayne North, 21-12. And Fort Wayne Snyder beats Fort Wayne Concordia, 52-6. Big overtime matchup. Franklin defeats Perry Meridian, 26-20. Brownsburg over Franklin Central, 35-21. Frankton puts up 60 to Elwood's 0. North Central, a team out of Ohio, came in and beat Fremont, 32-3. 
Boone Grove defeats Gary West 52 to 12. Connorsville up over Greensburg 41 to 14. Martinsville beats Martinsville Falls, I apologize to Greenwood. Greenwood winning 43 to 28. Greenwood Christian defeating Wesdell in a close one by a field goal 29 to 26. Hammond Central blanks Griffith 41 to nothing. Garen Catholic beats Heritage Christian 31 to 7. Hagerstown puts up 55 to Union City's 20. Hammond Morton fell to Elkhart. Elkhart has 48 to Hammond Morton's 38. Hanover Central put up 60 to Highlands 13, and Heritage Hills keeps Boonville scoreless 38 to nothing. Last score of the night, Homestead defeats Fort Wayne Wayne 41 to 10. For Network Indiana Sports, I have been Sam Fritz. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Well done, Sam Fritz. Great job tonight. More high school football. Week number three, Heritage Hills beats Boonville 38-20. Steve Cole from WAXL joins me. Steve, thanks for the call. This is an impressive win for Heritage Hills tonight over a really good Boonville team. It, it was. Uh, Bennett Field in Boonville has been a tough place for Heritage Hills to play uh, the last couple of years. Uh, uh, since Boonville had joined the Pocket Athletic Conference, they had won two out of three against the Patriots since that season, uh, that series had resumed. And, and it was a weird one tonight. Um, both teams making some uncharacteristic mistakes in the middle of this football game that played mm-hmm. a huge um, Heritage Hills led 10-6 at halftime and looked like they were cruising and about to be up 17 nothing, but fumbled the football, gave Boonville the ball back, Ooh. and uh, that was the first of three critical mistakes for the Patriots. The, the defense bailed them out, got a stop, but then they roughed the punter, and that drive continued. The defense got another stop. Mm. Uh, Patriots got the ball mm-hmm. back, but went three and out. And then the snap over the punter's head set Boonville up first and goal at Yikes. the 10 with 46 seconds right. to go in the half. Pioneers cashed in, missed the extra point, and it was a 10-6 game at halftime. Pioneers had the ball to start the second half and all kinds of momentum after gaining only 42 yards of offense in the first half. It was a really a, a half dominated by the Patriots. So then you come to the second half. Marquise Ballard is a tremendous athlete, tremendous football player for Boonville, and a guy that's anytime he catches it in a punt return or kick return situation is a threat to go all the way. He took the uh, opening kickoff for the second half from about his own two and took a huge shot from the side, helmet right on the football. Ball popped out, and Caleb Schmidt for Heritage Hills, a scoop and score, and then it was immediately 17-6. to Then the next kickoff, Ballard nearly took it to the house, but when he got to midfield, he was stripped mm. of the football again, and the Patriots in six plays were able to cash that in to make it 24-6. to Boonville then got back into the flow of things on offense, and we're in the middle of a long drive, a 12-play drive, and on a third and long, I believe, their sophomore quarterback was sacked, a strip sack and a a scoop and score for the middle linebacker, Parker Hart, rumbling 70 yards for a touchdown. And the extra point, and just like that, with 2.26 to go in the third, we went from 10-6 to 31-6. Boonville was able to run for a couple of more touchdowns uh, in the second half, and Meredith mm-hmm. Hills had another one. But 
this was a this was a game that looked much closer than that thirty eight twenty final, uh, all because of both teams making tons of mistakes in the middle part of the football game. Well, you know what? You you do a lot of games in either football or basketball. Uh, we all understand it. You cannot turn the ball over. You know, baseball, football, basketball can't turn it over. Steve cannot do it and expect to. You know, you you, you survive, but you can't do it uh, very often. Man, that 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 sounded like a head coach talking to me there, coach. <laughs> well, a little bit, a little yeah, bit. That was a head coach. I suppose. Right there. I it's agree fun. with you wholeheartedly. Uh, well, Patriots, you know, at least they had the you know the wherewithal to. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I was just going to say the Patriots survived those mistakes and they improved to three and zero. And Coach Todd Wilkerson, you know, he's the first to tell me this is this team as good as the record is and as many points as they're putting on the on the board right now. They're still very much a work in progress. Still trying to to get this new spread offense figured out. Still not throwing it well, but 284 yards on the ground tonight certainly helps things. And about four different guys running the football very effectively for him, including the quarterback Jet Goldsberry, who still is averaging. Well, tonight averaged came in averaging 27 yards a carry. He was at 10 yards right. a carry tonight. But um, they'll be at their county rival South Spencer, the annual Spencer County War next Friday. Steve Cole from WAXL. Great job, Steve. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Bob. You too. Coming up, short break, final break, some final thoughts on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back. Great way to wrap up the show with one of my favorites. Kurt Tippman is the football coach at Fort Wayne Snyder. Snyder, number two in 5A, 52 to six winners over Concordia. Coach, thanks so much for the call. I appreciate you staying up late and talking football with me. Good win for your guys. Well, Bob, I've enjoyed listening to Coach Kinder talk about 19 play drives where they ran the ball all 19 plays. You know, we've been a part of that. I, I've experienced that. I know exactly what that feels like. So, so he kind of recreated it for me. Yeah, he recreated it for me right here on the phone. So. Well, you know what? He's a good guy, as are He's you. He's a great guy. But, but you know, I, I can't think. I'm a, as you know, I'm a former basketball coach, so I would equate that to somebody being able to, before shot clock came in, somebody being able to spread the court and just milk clock for you and stay ahead of you one of those kinds of things that's that's oh, yeah, that, like that's how i would equate offense. that yeah, yeah absolutely offense yeah yeah yep. we've been on the we've been on the side of that uh, we've experienced that so uh good for I'm, them i'm and, sure you, have. you know there's there's uh, not a better coach in the state than uh coach kinder up in mishawaka no neither no there isn't tonight offensively you, you guys had a pretty nice night we did and um kind of matched up against a young concordia team um, and so our quarterback, who's really been our uh, catalyst on offense this year, you know, and our started the season off with three road games, and he's kind of led yeah. us in all three. And he threw threw a couple tonight and ran for one, and just did a good job of directing the offense as he's done these first three games. You've learned a lot in these three games, have you not? Certainly have. Um, you know, the first year that our conference has opened up. 
the two first right. two weeks of right. being non-conference, so we were able to take a trip down to Indy and, uh, and then take another road trip up to Kendallville and a good East Noble program. And, you know, we, we found a lot out about ourselves, and, um, you know, I think you know, it will help us as we prepare for a tough SAC conference schedule. You got my attention on the uh, Warren Central game. <laughs> yeah, we, we you know, kind of even surprised ourselves a little bit. We thought we'd have a good group, but, you know, they're a, one of the be- best programs in the state and, you know, to go on the road. And we're, yep. just, we're also not used to traveling that far, you know. Most of our conference schedule is 10 minutes away. So um, just a lot of challenges, and our kids answered that those kinds of challenges uh, pretty well. I applaud you for doing it. I, I think it make you know. I think it's great. I think it's great for for football in the state, quite frankly. And I think you guys will benefit from it. I think they have. But I just, I think it's great you and your colleagues in the Fort Wayne area um, doing that, and your, your colleagues here in Central Indiana for making it uh, making it happen. I think it's. I think everybody benefits from it, quite frankly. Yeah, I agree. And the small schools, big schools alike, it appeases really everybody. And uh, there's been some pretty cool matchups here these first two weeks between Fort Wayne and, and Indianapolis. Kurt, I wish I had more time, but I'm glad you called. Kurt Tippman from Snyder, number two in 5A. Big win tonight over Concordia, 52-6. Kurt, thanks. Good luck next week. Thank you so much for joining us on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.